Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey, I'm Nate here with Max. How you doing, Max? I'm doing pretty pretty well. How are you, Nate? Oh, you know, living the dream, living the dream. Can't complain. <laughs> awesome, awesome. For this first episode, we want to go through, um, just kind of introduce ourselves a little bit so you can get to know us. Um, so as I said, I'm Nate. I served over in New Mexico, Albuquerque. Um, also covers El Paso, Texas. Spent some time down there. Um, was called Spanish speaking. Um, was an awesome time. Love the language. Love the people. What about you, Max? Yeah. I served in the New Mexico Albuquerque mission as well. I was English speaking. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I served uh, quite a bit of my mission was in El Paso, um, about 11 months. And uh, I served during part of my mission. The last little bit was during the pandemic. So uh, because of that, my mission was about 21 months, but it was a, it was a blast. I loved every minute of it. Oh yeah. I bet you got really good at the, uh, the online proselyting tools. You're the yeah. pro. So the Call to Serve podcast, we want to do a little introduction, being that this is the first show, uh, just to give you a brief rundown of what it is. We really uh, felt impressed to create this show for all of you. And we're going to go through, interview different return missionaries, people that have um, that are preparing to serve, maybe served you know, for a year or for however long with different stories, different backgrounds, um, to give you different insight on how you can prepare for a mission if you're preparing or how you can continue to keep the principles and practices and habits and good things with you from the mission continuing into your life, uh, how you can help a family member, friend, um, acquaintance prepare for a mission, or honestly, if you just want to learn more about what it's like um, to be a yeah. missionary uh, and or, you know, the like it was said in the introduction, you know, the lifelong impact, because it really does, you know, I like to think of it as the gift that keeps on giving because it really does. Yeah. And part of that is we're going to have a couple, a variety of topics we'll be discussing as we go on with the people we interview. We'll be talking about what it's like to be reassigned, um, what it's, you know, how to do member missionary work, both from a member's perspective and from the missionary's perspective, as well as missionary work during a pandemic. Going to interview some people about what their experience was one. like. Yeah, absolutely. Teaching online, finding online, um, all those aspects of, of that, as well as preparation for a mission in general. Interview people, what worked for them, how they were able to prepare, as well as how people continue to benefit from their mission, how they're able to take those principles with them. So be staying tuned for, for those episodes and others as we talk about uh, missionary work. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of great material, um, you know, a lot of things to learn and, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone can teach you something. That's one of the biggest things I learned <laughs> on the yeah. mission, just like from people that have already done what you want to do. Great people to learn from, uh, as far as preparation goes. And even like you were talking about, you know, even coming back, like there's people that are however many years ahead of, you know, where we are and, or where, you know, where I am or where someone else is, you know, and they, they have different experiences and, you got to keep learning. That's the, that's the goal. So the reason why we decided to start this podcast is <laughs> there's a little story to go along with this. Um, you know, I'm not too much of a storyteller, but here we go. <laughs> so no, so I was, 
I, you know, I was, you know, reading scriptures one day, trying to keep those habits with me, you know how it goes. Um, and so I was reading and, you know, I'd previously thought about starting a podcast, you know, I've kind of brainstormed different ideas. I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I wanted to do it or what I wanted to talk about. And it just kind of hit me. I was, I was reading, I don't even honestly, to be a hundred percent honest, I don't remember what I was reading about like this specific day. Mm -hmm. And it just hit me. Why don't you do a podcast called, called to serve? And just talk about how you can help missionaries, whether they're, you know, preparing or coming back or just, just help people in general. That's the biggest idea. And I was thinking about that as just kind of contemplating on it. And I kind of toyed with the idea a few, a couple of days. And then I called up my buddy Max yeah, and we just started talking about, it. I proposed the idea to him and what was your reaction? I mean, I was I was ecstatic. I've always wanted to start a podcast, and missionary work is something I'm really passionate about. I work with missionaries, and I think there's lots and lots of things that missionaries want to know about, like how they can best prepare, what they would, uh, what they wish they would have known, things like that. That uh, missionaries ask me and and others, and a lot of times, our the way we answer is pretty simple. Like you know, if somebody says, "What's the mission?" Like you know, the answer I got at least growing up was, oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was good. I think it's accurate having served a mission, but it's, it's very, it's very simple. It doesn't get into a lot of the details of what that's like. Why is it hard? Why is it one of the best things you can do? And that's kind of what we want to talk about as well as discussing different aspects of missionary work that sometimes aren't always talked about. Um, just for, Rather, it's maybe they don't want to bring that up or maybe they don't want to scare people from serving, but I think it's important that people know what to expect when they're when they're going to serve and spend that time out on a mission. Yeah, I know, totally. It's the best of times, and it's, you know, sometimes it's really, really hard, which is why it makes it the best. Yeah. If that absolutely. makes sense. Because <laughs> that's the biggest thing. And, you know, and then even in those tough times, what really kept me going and what, what I see keeps a lot of people going is the reason why they're doing what they're doing, whether it's on the mission, whether it's going to work, whether it's going mm-hmm. to school, whatever you're doing. I, I you know, a lot of times, if, if not all the time, the reason why you do it, the, your motivation for doing what you're doing is the reason why you do it. Yeah. And that's kind of the topic of our first episode is talking about why, why uh, we chose to serve a mission as well as uh, talking about how having a why can make a big impact in your life. Um, in the beginning, I'll just, I would like to share why I chose to serve a, a mission. And for me, uh, it all started, you know, further back. I mean, I grew up uh, as a member of the church and always had the desire to serve. And when I was about 14 or 15 years old, um, there were some things happening in my life that uh, weren't, weren't right. And so, and I, I, at the time, wasn't a big fan of the church. It wasn't something that was a big part of my life, and it was difficult for me, and I wasn't very happy, but I, I couldn't figure out why, and this eventually led to me um, realizing I needed to change, and so I, I made some changes in my life, and uh, the gospel became real to me at that point. Uh, at that point, it had been, been a while. I was probably about 16, and the gospel became much more important to me, and my Savior Jesus Christ became more real. 
And not that I was perfect and not that the uh, mistakes that I'd made and the choices I'd made um, didn't still affect me, but as I began to change and become more like Christ and, and love the gospel for what it was, uh, my desire to serve and to help people realize that and feel that grew so, so much. I just remember you know, that a call to serve a mission became something that wasn't just a, a checklist as I had saw, seen it before, but something that I wanted to do to, because I had seen how the gospel had literally changed my life. And that was a big reason for me choosing to go out on a mission and that why kind of transformed as I served. But Nate, what was your reason for choosing to go out on a mission? That, thanks for sharing that story. That was awesome. I mean, I, I, I like I like everything you said. There's only one, th- one thing I kind of disagreed with was when you talked about how like you're not perfect. I mean, you're, you're pretty close, but I mean, okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I got a job when I was about, um, how old was I? I was like 16. And I, you know, I worked super hard. I, I, and I started to hang out with my coworkers there and it ended up not being the, the group that I should have been hanging out with. You know, when you're a teenager, you do a lot of stupid stuff. I don't think it's any secret. I mean, it's your, the brain's just not fully developed at that point. I mean, you, everybody does stupid stuff, but I mean, especially, you know, at that age, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> so we all have those. Yeah those friends that kind of drag us down or just don't lift us up for lack of a better term. And essentially if they're not lifting you up, they're probably dragging, dragging you down. So <laughs> they were definitely doing that to me. Um, and I didn't change my friend group for a while. And that kind of brought me down a bit. Um, then I decided to go to school. I went to BYU, Idaho for, um, a couple semesters and I had, so, and I don't know if you know, but a lot of people that go to BYU and BYU-Idaho are return missionaries. Fun fact. You probably already knew that. But, mm-hmm. so there's, all of my roommates were return missionaries. And they yeah. would just talk all the time. Oh, man, the mission, the mission, the mission this, the mission that. They'd talk about their stories, their horror stories, whatever you want to call them. And I was just like, man, that would be really cool to, to have some of those stories. <laughs> and, you know, I, I always kind of knew that I needed to go on a mission, yeah. but I, I guess I didn't always have it at the front of my vision. It wasn't always the forefront of what I was going to do. And, mm-hmm. um, like I knew I was going to, but it was more out of a sense of duty. Um, yeah. and thanks to those, those friends, those return missionary friends that I had, I was able to find out for myself and kind of not go down any farther, but start to come back up. Yeah. And thanks to those great people, um, you know, my, my older brother is actually one of them who helped me out. It was more out of a sense of duty, but I went and it wasn't reluctantly. It was my choice. That was a big thing for me. It had to be my choice to go. If it wasn't my yeah. choice, it wasn't going to yeah. happen. And that's pretty much <laughs> call me stubborn. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of that way. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the concept of agency, which I'm sure mo- most of us, if not all of us, are. Um, so that's kind of my reason for going. It was more of a, out of a sense of duty. I knew that's what I needed to do. I knew it was it was a priesthood duty, and um, there wasn't any question. You know, I I knew that I was going to go. It was just a matter of when. So yeah. that was kind of the biggest reason for me of getting on a mission and. Like, like what Max was starting to kind of touch on briefly, getting on a mission, the reason for going, your reason for going, 
it is <laughs> is much different than your reason for staying on a mission. Yeah. Um, unless you're unless you're amazing and perfect and don't change, which may be a bad thing. <laughs> but your your reason for staying on a mission is huge. Um, I think we all get to a point where there's I don't want to call it the breaking point, but part of me wants to call it the breaking point where you realize you need a deeper a deeper conviction yeah of what you're doing yeah yeah i if you don't mind me sharing my experience um yeah. Go ahead. throughout my mission that for me getting on a mission that desire uh really carried me for a, a large portion of my mission you know helping people feel the love of god and but i i do remember there's a point where um in fact it was earlier on in my mission that kind of redefined uh, my choice for serving. I remember uh, I was in an area and it was in El Paso and, and things were things were difficult. Um, things were pretty hard. We were having a hard time finding people to teach and um, just having a hard time. I was still pretty new. Um, I was making you know a lot of mistakes when it came to the work and um, I remember just being really discouraged and thinking like is this what the mission's about? Like is it just going to be hard the whole time and um, <laughs> you know, my, uh, yeah, it does happen. And, you know, my reason for why of helping people see, um, Christ and see him change their lives, you know, I wasn't able to see that because it, we were having a hard time teaching and helping people come closer to Christ. And, um, mm -hmm. it was during this time that I remember that my mom, she sent me an email and I, I love my mom. She's awesome. And Angel. Yeah, and uh, it was definitely from inspiration from Heavenly Father that she sent me this email, and I remember um, she said something along the lines of, maybe the what Heavenly Father wants you to learn from this experience, from where I was at, isn't so much about me just being able to help all these people come closer to Christ, but maybe the, the reason why I was there was to learn from that experience specifically. Um, mm -hmm. that, and just that assurance that Heavenly Father was going to help those people come closer to Christ uh, in one way or another. Like they were all going to have an opportunity. And I was there and that there were lessons that the Lord needed me to learn um, there with my companions and the people I was with that um, were to help me for the rest of my life. Um, and, and that kind of changed my outlook. I still wanted to help people come closer to Christ, but I, I realized that um, it was more than just that, that part mm -hmm. of it was that the Lord was trying to help me be a better person and to be a better disciple of Christ for the rest of my life. Um, and, and that kind of helped transform how I looked at the mission and realizing that not every day am I going to have miraculous success, mm -hmm. but as I continue to have faith and trust in my Savior that I will get what I need to get out of the mission and and more importantly, to be able to help people get what they need to get out of the mission, if even if that's different than what I think um, mm -hmm. should happen. But Nate, I remember you sharing an experience for you on your mission, trying to figure out that why to stay, um, what that yeah. was like for you. <clears throat> yeah, no, it was, it was definitely impactful. And I like, thanks for, I, I had, I'd never heard that story about, um, <laughs> you know, your, your mom sending you that email. That's awesome. I th that kind of reminds me of, um, there's a video the church put out a little while back 
uh, I say a little while back, it's probably like five, six, seven years ago. And it's, it's from Elder Bednar and he talks about the spirit and he talks about, you know, why would God need to send an angel if he can work through someone like your angel mother to remind you to say your prayers or something like that. Yeah. And, and that just kind of what your story or your experience is what it reminded me of just, you know, why a lot of times we're looking for these grander, huge visions, visitations, whatever it is. Like we're looking for these huge things. And really, if you really look at it, even something like that, just something as small as, you know, your mom sending you an email that that said those words, that, that inspiration, that's, that is a huge deal. That is, yeah, (laughs) it is, it can be very impactful. So I just kind of what, what struck me with, with that experience. That was awesome. That's super cool. I'm I'm definitely glad you stayed on the mission. That's that's definitely a a blessing. But yeah, no, I mean we all like like we were saying, you know, we all get to that point. We all the 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 lazy boy or lazy girl or lazy elder, lady lazy sister inside us, you know, wants to a lot of times wants to throw in the towel, wants to quit. Yeah. And I got to that point as well. <laughs> I was uh I was about a year into the mission. I'm one of those people that works really hard. And doesn't, let's just say I, sometimes I have a hard time with balance. Let's just say that. Yeah. The mission's not a time to chill, but there are certain sacred times on the mission when you need to chill, if that makes sense. Joseph Smith talked about you got to take time and, um, you know, you got to sharpen the axe. You got to, you got to do, you got to unstring the bow so you don't, you know, lose its string or whatever, you know, the, all these yeah. analogies. Um, and that's the biggest thing. And I didn't do that for a long time. And Mm -hmm. it, it, at first it was fine because you, you get to a point and you know, you you can just do it, but eventually it ate at me and I was just wiped. Maybe not seeing as much of the, what success might look like on the mission. You're not seeing, um, however many people coming into the fold and being baptized and confirmed or whatever it is. Yeah. And you just kind of question, at least I did. Um, There's no reason to question, but the natural man, natural woman inside of us wants to, a lot of times want to question. Um, You know, we like to see results. We like to see the good things of our, of our work or the work that, you know, we think is ours. And I wanted to see that. I got to a point where I was just, I was wondering, I was like, man, what's the, what's the point? Like, why, why is this happening? Like it is. And similar to your experience, I actually got a letter from one of my friends actually at, uh, from school, one of the return missionaries that inspired me to go on a mission. Uh, he sent me a letter and he talked about how I forget exactly the words that he used, but he said something to the effect of, Nate, you had great reasons for going on a mission, and that's awesome. But now you need to figure out why you're going to stay on the mission and why, what your motivation is. And that really hit me. Um, I hadn't previously spoken to him about what I was going through, mm-hmm. but... Obviously, he was in tune with the spirit of God, and he knew he knew exactly what to say at exactly the right moment. Uh, yeah, I thought about it, and I prayed, studied, 
I was studying President Nelson's talk, one of his first addresses as president of the church, and he talked about the family. And he posed the question, where is my family? That just kind of brought, I don't know how to describe it, other than just feeling the spirit. And that at that moment, it was like Daffy Duck bouncing off the walls. Like, it was, it was awesome. I went from completely drained to nothing's holding me back. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Definitely invigorating just thinking about it. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you for sharing. I, I remember you sharing that with, uh, with me when we were um, up in the same zone and just it, you know, helped me think about, remind me of my why and that experience I had. Um, I think I was out about six months at the time. But now we kind of want to talk about God's why for missionary work, um, but also to teach us the principle that there's reasons why for things in the gospel, right? We have whys even if it's just out of following God and being obedient. Um, and we learn about God's why in the scriptures. It's uh, in Moses chapter 1, verse 39, a verse I'm sure most of us are familiar with, and it says, For oh, behold, yeah. this is my work and my glory, to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And that why is shaped all the things that God has done for us. And I don't think God's ever gotten uh, unmotivated because he's perfect. Mm-hmm. And But I do think that this why has helped guide his focus and the things that he does and helping us return to live with him again because that's his goal for each and every one of us. That's huge. And obviously in all things, we, we look back to, to heaven, our Heavenly Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, for inspiration and for guidance and if god has a reason for doing what he does and it's a perfect reason because like max was saying he's literally perfect how much more need we to find a reason um yeah. a worthy reason to do what we do and that just goes back to the good old question of what's your why right why do you do what you do because we all have reasons why we do what we do and that's that's the biggest thing we wanted to talk about is just the importance of understanding that. Because a lot of times it's unconscious, the reason why we do what we do. We just kind of do it. And I don't think most of the time we think about why. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we want to leave you all with is for you to think about what's your why? What's your why for doing what you do? Uh, what's your why for work or for uh, being part of the church or going on a mission or continuing to benefit from it? What's your why in your life? Find that out. Make it your favorite. I'm definitely going to revisit mine, dust off the cobwebs off of that and get that uh, ship shape in Bristol fashion like uh, Elder Cook talks about. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, tune in next time. Uh, Be sure to subscribe. And we're going to be interviewing other great people with different experiences, their insight, and the things that they've learned through their different uh, trials and even their blessings just to, to help us proceed and to move forward with faith. Awesome. We'll see you next time.